What's going on, my friends, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers around the country. We've got an amazing guest for you today. We've got Allison Chavez, and her story is going to absolutely blow you away because if you've ever been through difficulty, through adversity, and wondered how in the world you could come out the other side successful, there's a great story that Allison's going to share with us today. She is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. She teaches women how to get phenomenal results with ease, bend time and space, achieve their goals without hustle or grind and reshape the reality and feminine energy. No more constant pushing. She is a sought after speaker on mindset, prosperity, universal laws and success strategies for relationships in life. She is also the best-selling author of The Prosperity Approach. Her work has been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and hundreds of TV, newspaper, and magazine outlets. She believes that challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. Her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women across the globe. Allison, welcome to the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Wow, Leo, thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Well, first, Alison, you should probably tell us a little bit about where you're coming to us from and, and what you and your family are doing this month. Well, I'm coming at you from uh, Maui, Hawaii, gorgeous South Maui. We're staying here in Wailea for the month of July, um, feeling so incredibly blessed to be able to have a business that is completely laptop lifestyle oriented and, and to go through what we've gone through to get here is just, we have this gorgeous ocean view and it's the most inspiring place on the planet for me. And yeah. so it's like to be here. Part of me is like, what, who, who am I to be here? here. And another part of me is just like, oh yeah, you, you stay on this journey long enough and you can have your own Maui moments and your own Maui months, whatever your Maui is to you. Exactly right. But as always, it's important that everybody listening who maybe is going through that grind is going through that struggle, wants to believe they can become a seven figure, multiple seven figure business owner. And not only you know, have the successful business, but hopefully the lifestyle, like, like you're saying, I mean, a month in Maui with your family and, and the time, our most precious asset, but things weren't always that way for you personally. Tell us at the beginning, when you first started this business, I believe it was back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there, there, things were not going well. What was that like? Oh my gosh. Well, we got to go back a little bit farther than 2018. Okay. 2018 was where we found the rock bottom. <laughs> oh, that, okay. We, we got to go back a little bit farther than that. So yeah. I, I started my online company about 10 years ago and okay. I, it came out of nowhere. It came out of inspiration and it was like, you need to build a company. It needs to be online. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what 
to do for that, but let's do it. Um, I, I sound a little bit flippant, but I was absolutely terrified. And so I used terror and grit and determination to build this company from scratch. And it was, um, I've always had a mentoring and coaching company and, um, I built it to multiple six figures in just over two years. And I did it, um, with so much struggle with so much fear. I actually didn't have the right mindset to support the growth of my company. I kept telling myself I didn't make a difference. I had that horrible imposter syndrome. I told myself this was, this was too big for me that I couldn't actually make a difference. What's going to happen if this all falls apart. And because your results will always reflect your beliefs. My business began to tank. Well, like any hot blooded entrepreneur out there, I just started working harder and the harder I worked, the harder that thing fell. And it culminated in 2018 in this, um, two and a half year financial free fall actually landed in $150,000 in debt. $1,500 behind in our bills every month, we ended up filing a chapter 13 bankruptcy. But when the dust all settled, I had this moment of clarity and I got, I got rid of the self-blame. I got rid of the, you know, the beat up stick of look what you've done to your family. If this were just you and you'd screwed up, no big deal, but we have four children. I have a husband, like it, it directly affected five other lives. And I felt like the world's biggest loser. And when I finally set all of that nonsense aside, the thought occurred to me, do you know what? I actually created this and I didn't mean to, I wanted to create the opposite of this, but I kept thinking about bankruptcy. I bet you I can create my way out of this. And that was when things really started to move. And so um, if, if any of you have been, and, and we're in this culture right now, this climate rather right now, where like people are like, we're a little bit nervous with the economy or a lot bit nervous with the economy. And so I've certainly been there in my own personal economic crises. Um, but it was, it was at that moment when I really claimed without blaming myself for what I had, the mess I had created, that was when I really feel like God was like, she's ready to play. We can actually use her now. And so I got to work. I put my business kind of on the side burner. I got a part-time job as a crossing guard. I got a full-time job in shipping and receiving like brain dead kind of jobs. Um, But I started working on my mind and I started working more with universal laws, more with subconscious programs. I was totally burned out. I was completely overwhelmed. I felt defeated all the time. And I was like, no business is worth building if that's the experience you have through it. And so I, I became unavailable to those experiences anymore. I wanted to feel fulfilled. I wanted to feel lit up. I wanted to actually enjoy the experience and enjoy the journey as I went. And so I learned three really important things. We're going to talk about one of them today, the power of decision. I learned how to change my subconscious beliefs. I learned how money actually works on an energetic and a spiritual level and how to lead with my feminine energy. And we took off. We went from bankruptcy to $232,000 in six months. We then scaled to half a million the next year. We went to 800,000 the following year. And we are, we just continue to scale up and up and up from there. And the journey has been so fun and it's been filled with challenge and it's been filled with effort, but there's no more of that constant struggle. There's no more of that absolute overwhelm and feeling like I can't do it. It like, it, it, it is so, it is so fun. It's led us to Maui, you know, from bankruptcy to Maui in two and a half years. <laughs> it is, it is What it's an epic story. Allison, tell us a little bit. So right at the point where, you know, you hit rock bottom, you've got a full-time job, you've got a part-time job, you've got husband, four kids and, and all you're behind on the bills. Where in that moment did you find time 
to launch the business or relaunch the, the business? I mean, how, how did, <sighs> how did you organize that? Cause that's the most difficult part. Once you start yeah. getting the momentum and you've learned from your mistakes, that, that makes sense. We can all go, but that's the difficult part that I think a lot of people are when you're in that rock bottom, where do you find the time? Where do you start? Where did you, you know, start? The way where I started was I had to be willing to be tired for a short amount of time. Yeah. And, and a lot of people aren't willing to be tired yes. and, and, my, and myself included, there was a long time life's like, no, my sleep is the most important thing. And sleep is really, really important. But I, but I had to be willing to sacrifice something. I certainly had to be willing to sacrifice my not enoughness. And I had, and I had to be willing to sacrifice my comfort for sure. I had to get wildly uncomfortable to start the momentum going. So I get up at four in the morning so okay. that I could get to work early and I could get, I could get work done. Then I had kids that were still in school school. So I wanted to be home for them by the time they got home from school. And then I would work my business in the evening. I honestly, Leo, like there are times I would take, I'd take my lunch break and I'd start making sales calls, like uh, any, any breaks that I could. And it was just like, am I willing to do whatever is required to get this thing going? Because I know this is going to make a difference in so many people's lives. This is so much bigger than me, but I had to be willing to be tired for a short amount of time. Guys, so many value bombs that Allison's dropping on us right now. But the first one I'm gathering is you made every second count. There wasn't yes. hours of, you know, scrolling on social or oh, watching Lord, Netflix. No. Like no. all of that stuff gets put to the side and you go all in relentless. But 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 you still have time, you know, for your kids, for your family. You just get rid of all the other BS and you just use that Google calendar and you can make it work. You might have to get up early. You might have to work evenings. <laughs> amazing stories and, and tips there for people to get started. And, and can I just say this too? Like a lot of people, like the thought of doing that yeah. makes them go, Oh, Oh my gosh. Medley. But, but yeah, yeah, but it's of it's fully a mental game. I think success in business and success in anything is like 95% mental and then 5% strategy and business acumen and all of that. Some people say 80-20, I don't believe it. I I think it's more 95-5 for my own personal experience. Um, but yeah, get get rid of the trash, get rid of those things that suck your energy and that steal your attention and that don't make you feel good. Um, it, it actually was one of the most incredible times in my life because I had jobs that allowed me to listen to good things. So I'm listening to podcasts that are making me feel powerful that like I'm listening to business strategies. Like my, my time was used so well that I actually didn't want to scroll on social media. I didn't want to see what other people were doing because I was too in love with what I was learning and what I was creating. And so, yeah, Netflix for hours and hours, like it wasn't even tempting to me at all because I was just really lit up, but I wasn't willing to build something at the sacrifice of my family. And so being home for them and being available for them when they were out of school was really, really important to me, but you do have to sacrifice those time wasters. Absolutely. And can I just say one thing with your calendar, stop using a to-do list. Those are the most demoralizing things ever, because we just feel like we're behind schedule it in your calendar. I call it being a queen, put it in your Google calendar. If you will create that space for it and a container for it, it will actually get done. Stop throwing your to-do list, put in your calendar. Yeah. Focus in on the present. What are we doing today? What are we doing the next hour and making that time count? What were some of the topics that you're listening to in podcasts and and listening to books? And what are some of the things you were doing and focusing on to get your mind right? So you could get back on track with your business. 
oh my gosh, anything about subconscious programming, anything about the beliefs, anything about mental chatter, about um, inner talk, um, any of those kinds of podcasts. I love Joe Dispenza. So I'm listening to Joe Dispenza, um, James Clear, when he talks about oh, his habit book, I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, but, but, but any of those things that just help me universal laws, living in feminine energy, what that actually looks like being empowered in your energy. That's what I just immersed myself in all the time. I'm really like, um, emotional, emotional intelligence and really owning I think that was the biggest thing was owning whatever you created, not from a place of blame, but really from a place of ownership and radical responsibility. And I oh, think that's that so is so good. Yeah. Allison, in today's world, there's this new ideology and you see in the media all the time where, you know, everybody's a victim and we're going to, we're going to worship victims instead of, instead of admiring people that go through the adversity and difficulty like you do. How important was it for you? And how important is it for everybody listening? If you want to get back on track, it starts with that accountability. It does. It's critical. You will never, ever in a million years build a seven-figure company if you have any sense of victimhood at all. And, and us as entrepreneurs, we victimize ourselves. So we don't tend to blame other people, which society is all big about. It's everybody else's fault. Usually for a beginning entrepreneurs, we're blaming ourselves. I'm not smart enough. I don't know technology well enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. Like whatever, whatever that is, we victimize ourselves and we blame ourselves for our, for our failures instead of blaming anybody else, but it's, but you're still victimizing yourself. So what I came to realize was there is a very, very fine line between being a victim and being a volunteer. And there are only two true victims in the world and that's animals and children. But if you're an, if you're, a, if you're an adult, you, you tip over into volunteer so quickly from being a victim, whether you're whatever kind of relationship that you might be in, especially with your business. But like, and the way that I was a victim, I was like, I'm trying my best. Why isn't this working? So I got all like martyry in it. And, and then I, I can't even remember who I was listening to, but they were like, you, you stop doing your best and just do what's required. The reason you haven't gotten what you want is that you're, you haven't done what's required. It's not about doing your best. It's about doing what's required. And so, and that was so powerful for me because I was like, okay, I got to start, stop sniveling to God and to my husband about how I'm trying my best and why isn't anything working? I got to do what's required. What was required for me was getting up early. It was being the queen of my calendar. It was being willing to get enormously uncomfortable, Leo. And most people won't do that, but it's psychological discomfort. It was about growing my comfort zone, getting really, really good at sales because I wasn't comfortable in sales um, and, and really just getting really dialed in on my message. And that can feel really uncomfortable. But when you'll like just radical responsibility, even if it's 5%, your fault, take, take responsibility for it. It's so empowering. And then man, you will explode in the best way. Exactly right now for a lot of, you know, the business owners, those that are trying to gain traction, there's this moment when you have proof of concept and you are getting your customer or client a result that they're willing to pay for. What was the result that you started focusing on and helping your clients or customers to get? And when did that proof of concept really come full circle for you? 
Well, the proof of concept came full circle for me first before I tried it out on my clients. And so, so, as so you tried started, it on yourself first. Then. I did. Okay, I did. Yeah. Perfect. Because like I hardly perfect. had any business at all. So like I had yeah. to like raise it from the ashes. Right. And so I started a thought experiment with myself and my family. And I was like, can we just use the power of our thoughts to manifest things that feel impossible to us? And we did it over a 90 day period. And every single one of us picked something completely different. And every single one of us got it within 90 days. And it was easy and it was fun and it was, it was magnificent. And I had a very strong impression that I needed to detail. I needed to document what I had done um, because I wanted to be able to rinse and repeat. Yeah. And there were very specific things that I did in my own thoughts and in my own actions and all of the mental work that I did. We, we manifested a trip for, of six, a trip for six to Hawaii back in 2018 when we were filing bankruptcy, which came out of freaking nowhere. And so, and it was so, it was so amazing, but I had to document it because I didn't want to, I don't, I didn't want to be a one hit wonder. I wanted to know exactly what I had done to be able to create that. And so when I got it all written down, I was like, holy crap, I cracked the manifesting code and it's practical and it's realistic. And it's actually really, really simple. And I was like, there it is. I, I got to teach people, got to teach women how to do this in very practical ways. And so then I, I, and I had to learn, I had to learn reprogram your subconscious beliefs and how money actually works on a spiritual and energetic level. And I got those things dialed in and that's, that's when we just exploded. And so that's what I teach women to do. I call it conscious creation, the practical components of conscious creation with a feminine flair. Unbelievable. So many value bombs that you're dropping on us there, but there's, there's a mindset. There are different mm -hmm. uh, values and principles. I actually really love how you, you're, you're having your entire family kind yeah. of do this with you. And when you uh -huh. get everybody on the same page, clearly there's a lot of power with that. But for somebody who's listening right now and they're in the middle of the struggle, where do they need to start? You talked about, you know, the decision, you talked about, uh, you know, different things that they can do. Where's the first place that they should begin? Do you know, I really think the first place they begin is the decision. And it's not okay. the decision to do something, it's the decision about something. I, I decided that I was successful regardless of what the physical evidence was showing me at the time. And so it, it's a simple decision of this is happening and I will stick with it until it works. Um, to say it in a different way, it's the decision that everything is always working out for you. It allows entrepreneurs in the struggle to let go of the struggle, to make mistakes, because that's a big thing, that fear of failure. It allows them to take more risks. When you decide that everything is always working out for you and in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the challenge, only good can come of it. That helps you feel comforted as you're growing. Cause as we know, growth and comfort are not friends, but you can, can, you can be comforted as you're growing. When you decide everything always works out for you and only good can come of this. And I will stay with this until I'm as, as successful as I desire to be. So it's not that something just happened to me. It's something no. happened for me. And always. I, and I, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it happened. It happened for me. I'm learning from it. And, and that's what's so key. Like, cause every entrepreneur at some point fails, there is a failure. Sometimes it's bigger than others. Uh, I've, I've had my share of really big failures. Sounds like you have too, but understanding that those failures are temporary and they're learning processes. And it's the successful ones that keep going that learn. So now you, uh, it sounds like too, you're explaining, like you take this pressure off of yourself, this crazy pressure, like, where everything's uh, anxiety ridden and there's all this difficulty and, and you just say, Hey, uh, we're going to win. 
We're going to make things happen. And now that the pressure's off, what's the next step after that? Well, the next step is to fall in love with failure. I mean, really, really, it's, it's to fall in love with that because, you know, you know, that trite saying that failure is just feedback. It really is just feedback, but failure just shows you where the gaps are. And so I'm obsessed with the gaps. Like, okay, what worked? What worked is the fact that we actually tried it. So now we tested it. So now we've got some data. Okay. So where are the gaps? Let's close the gaps. And I'm no longer afraid of finding those things that, that didn't work so well so that I can then close those gaps and test it again. Whereas before I was just like, okay, we, we can't make a mistake. I can't waste this money because money is finite, which it isn't like it, it allowed me to just get really expansive and be like, yeah, let's invest in that. Let's see what happens. And, and so that, so the next step is making, when you're making decisions as you're growing your company, instead of making the right decisions, you make the decisions, right. That's what highly successful people do is they're not concerned about making the right decision. They're more interested in making the decision, right. Which means that it feels good. It's the answer to their question. So they're going to move in that direction and they trust in themselves that they can skill up in whatever way they need to skill up and that people and connections and the support will come along the way to help them. And that if it isn't the right or the best thing for them, they won't get too far down the wrong path without having really clear signals so that they can turn around a course correct. Absolutely. So you've made that decision. You're getting the right mind, right mindset, and you're understanding that failure is part of this journey. And it sounds like too, how important is identifying those failures and then making that pivot to prosperity? It's, it's, it's really pivotal. Cause if you're not aware of what's not working, <laughs> then you can't fix it so that it will then work. And so stop being so scared of it. Like it's just, we're all learning. I have have a very, very high level mentor. And she's like, really, you guys, none of us really know what we're doing. We're all just testing stuff all the time. A hundred percent. And when you start to realize that and you realize all the successful people, they really don't know everything they're doing, but they're willing to test and they're not afraid of learning from those failures and getting out there and leading because people are silently waiting to be led. And I think in one of those ways that you do phenomenally well, because no one taught us about money you know, in, right. in high school and college. And so, I mean, when I grew up at the, I was the oldest of nine kids around the family table. Like we didn't talk about money. There wasn't talk. There was, well, we can't afford it. And, and, you know, there's a lot of kids here and there was that, but there wasn't this understanding relationship with money. What is it you think that people don't understand, especially entrepreneurs about money that they need to, and how it actually works? What, what they need to understand, especially as entrepreneurs, is that money is here to help you to grow. That's the only purpose of money is to help you grow. We live in this universe of expansion and everything wants to, everything wants to expand you and me and money is no different because everything is energy and money wants to expand to help us to grow period the end. But what most people want money to do is make them feel safe. They want money to make them feel secure and you will never have enough money to make you feel deeply safe and secure that you require on a soul level. So I'm not talking about, I can pay the bills every month because there's a, there's an element of safety and security there. But even when we were paying the bills easily every month, I was waking up every morning at two o'clock in anxiety, in fear that I lose the money because what I had done is I'd made money my source. And money is not a source. Money is just a channel. 
So if you're connected to your source, which is your higher power, my vocabulary for higher power is God or heavenly father, whatever your word is for your higher power, we're talking about the same thing, but that's limitless supply. So when you stay connected to limitless supply, if you have a channel dry up, it's no big deal. You're connected to limitless supply. What this means is your higher power wants you to learn something higher. He wants money to come to you in a faster, easier way than before. And he wants you to skill up. So it's, it's really no big deal. That's why in this current climate that we're in, what I'm teaching has more relevance now than ever before, because people are so freaked out about money. And when they understand how it actually works, you're allowed to be in financial relaxation, regardless of what is in your bank account and regardless of what your deals are looking like, because you're calm, you're in a place where you can receive those divine downloads and those directions and that inspiration. And then you open up channels where money can just fall in that light you up in better ways that skill you up faster than you've ever skilled up before. And that bring you even greater joy on the journey. No That's question. I almost, I almost look at it kind of like you're, you, you know, if you're chasing an animal, if you're chasing money, if you're just chasing this thing, if you're chasing that girl or that guy that usually doesn't work out very well, but when you attract them, you know, you attract them, you have the right food that that cat wants, or you have the right you know, aura of you that someone wants to be in a relationship with you, including your customers and clients. Now, the sudden you start to attract that success and, and that result that the client's looking for. Yeah. Yeah. It's impression of increase and the law of compensation to universal laws that people are naturally attracted to those who they think will advance them. And so whatever way that is, and that's what I want. I want to, I want to convey impression of increase, meaning that just, I, I want people to leave better once they've met me than they were before they met me, just because they feel good around me. And because I'm sending out really great vibes that you can do this. You're crazy enough that you can make your business a success, regardless of what it looks like right now and trust that and follow that. And then I understand the law of compensation that there's no such thing as something for nothing. And, and, and the universe will compensate you for the value that you put out into the universe. So nobody has to be my source. I don't have to be all tied up in knots about whether somebody is going to come be my client or my customer, because I understand that the universe must compensate me commensurate to how much value I'm putting in the universe, because the universe's law is balance. It has to stay in balance. There, there's just this idea that you can control so much more of your life than I think yes. most people are thinking, oh, well, it, like, for example, when I when I lived uh, in South America, the people there would always say, well, if God wants it to happen, maybe it'll happen. Well, we'll see. We'll see if God wants it. And I'd say, no, no, God wants it to happen. But it's up to you to make that choice and take action towards it. And most of the population operate their entire life just waiting to see what God, destiny, the universe wants to happen when they're there to make it happen. And I always think back to uh, that amazing book by Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist, where the universe will conspire in your favor when you're taking those actions towards it. Allison, in the last two years, we've had an extraordinary amount of anxiety and fear, the pandemic, and people who watch the news a lot, maybe, um, you know, fear really took them over. And now we've got high inflation, we've got potentially a recession in this, uh, this country. And obviously, a lot of small business owners have had so many challenges the past two years. However, there are a lot of business owners like you that have absolutely transformed their business and really yeah. served their clients at the highest level. What are some of the steps that business owners can take right now to push through this fear, this anxiety, and 
get on the track that they, they can be on. Well, well, first just reminding yourself all the time that only good can come of this and everything happens for me. Like you said before, everything happens for me. Nothing happens to me. Everything happens for me. Joan Dispenza calls it and your challenges are initiations into your greatness. And that has actually comforted me a lot because like, I'm not living on another planet, sitting on a rainbow, blowing bubbles, being like, Hey, come join me here. Like I'm in the trenches with everybody else. And so like, there is that, there is that absolute temptation to dive into the fear and to dive into the powerlessness of it all. But if there's one thing you can't afford as an entrepreneur, it's that you can't go into the fear. You can't, you can't go into feeling victimized by anything. And so just reminding yourself that only good can come of this and everything always works out for you. And then you've got to be agile. You've got to be willing to flow. You've got to be willing to pivot because we are in a lot of uncertainty right now in the marketplace and, and what people wanted two months ago, they don't want right now. And so you've got, you've got to be aware of the conversations that are going on with your customers and your clients, and then see what gaps that you can fill. But when you are connected to limitless supply, when you're connected to God, when you are disconnected from any sort of outcome, because you understand how the laws work and you understand um, the value that you're putting into to the marketplace and that only good can come of this and everything always works out for you. You'll get those really inspired ideas that light you up. And then just like either they'll take off or sometimes they need a little massaging. It's okay. Massage it for a little while, but you will always be taken care of. And, and then things will just explode for you, but you got to be agile. You got to be willing to pivot right now. That's, that's what I've learned. And it's been a really, really great experience for the growth of my company. Now, we've got a lot of female entrepreneurs in this audience, Allison, and, I, and you're talking sometimes women, I, I've spoken to some of them, they feel like, oh, you know, some of my tendencies as a woman put me at a disadvantage, you know, in maybe different worlds of business or different industries that might be more dominated by males. But you have proven that there's this thing called feminine energy that actually gives you an advantage that other business owners may not have, especially the male ones. Help all of our female listeners understand the advantage that that actually is. So, so feminine energy is, is the, is the main component of creative energy. So we can, we create with both feminine and masculine, but especially as women were meant to lead out in our feminine energy, that this is the feminine energy of imagination of the unknown of the invisible. It's if you do visualization, you're in feminine energy. It's, it's that it, it's desire. That's what. At, at, at its lowest boiling point that in that I can get it down to it's your desire. So the main function of feminine is desire. And the main function of the masculine is the production of that desire. Now, business is like a hundred percent masculine and that's, and that's okay. Businesses are all about structures and systems, and those are really important. And then strategy, but as female entrepreneurs, we get whisked away in the masculine and it actually drains our soul because we're not developing that feminine side of us, the creativity, the imagination, the desire, the vision that we have. So you've got to start in feminine energy, which is your vision, which is your desire. It's the being energy and the masculine is the doing energy. And we have dialed in on the do we do ourselves into the ground. Holy cow. Cause we're always, we're always in some sort of physical action, but when you're in the feminine energy, you're in flow. This is where you're doing things that light you up. This is where it's all about pleasure. It's all about what feels the easy 
easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way to get to your desired outcome? Those are the questions that I ask myself when I have a big work project in front of me so that I can lead with feminine energy. It's flirty. It's fun. It's playful. I don't know if you felt that from me at all today, or if the audience has picked up on that at all, but, but it is that the, the, the flirt, it's just, you're enjoying yourself so much. And too often we approach our business with like, I'm in a sudden death match here and this has to work. So I better use this strategy and this tactic. And in the meantime, we're robbed of our radiance. We're robbed of our joy. We feel overwhelmed. We hit a goal and not only are we unfulfilled, but all we feel is tired. And then we've got, you know, somebody like you or somebody that's, you know, a business coach is like, now double it. And we're like, are you, are you kidding me? I got, I got nothing left in me. But when you lead with that feminine and you, and you go back and you reconnect to the feminine energy throughout the day, and you do that through music, you do that through movement. It only takes a couple of minutes throughout the day. It actually allows women to be more focused. It allows you to find solutions that much faster. Like it's amazing. And how much more productive leading with feminine energy makes you throughout your work day. And it's something that we're certainly not taught in, in any sort of business school or in the business world at all, which is understandable. Again, like I got nothing against men. I love men. I've been married to a man for 26 years. Almost. We, we made three boys together. So like, I really, really love men, but we want to, we want to work together with feminine and masculine energy and balance that. And can I just share a scary statistic with you for just a quick sec for those women? If, if, if you're having a hard time getting out of masculine energy and that's what you're used to, it's, it's okay. That's all we've been taught. But here is a fact. Men have 16 times more testosterone that naturally occurs than women. And the, the hormone of productivity is testosterone. The way that we get as women, our testosterone is produced through our ovaries and it's produced through our adrenal gland, which also secretes adrenaline when we have a testosterone rush. If you have too much testosterone over time, it damages your organs and it robs you of your radiance. So if you see a woman like who has these chronic health issues or who just, she kind of looks like her soul has been sucked dry. It's because you've been in testosterone for too long. And so you've got to get into that feminine energy more and more often. And you'll know you've been in too much masculine because things start feeling really, really heavy. You're looking at a project and you're just like, oh my gosh, just get through this, or you're in constant push. So be really aware of that. If you're in a lot of overwhelm, you've been in too much masculine for too long. So set it down and go outside, change your physical environment. Even if it's just going out into the stairwell, if you're at an office, but change your environment for a minute and get back to being a woman. I do that just by moving my body. I'll move my shoulders back. Sometimes I'll move my hips. Um, just like get back into your five senses. It only takes a few minutes and and then you feel rejuvenated, then you can go back and pick it up. And I always do the task that feels the easiest and the lightest for me to pick up instead of the heaviest and the one that I dread the most. So I do it just the opposite. And that serves me so well, because then I can be playful and I can be fun and I can flirt with it. And then it gets it done so much faster and so much better. So I hope that was helpful. That was a that long was, answer to a short That was question. very helpful. Very helpful. That's what feminine energy works and is, and so important for women, but also important for men to kind of have more fun. We all get all this heavy 
pressure, stress uh -huh. when, but when we're at our best, we are playful. We are having fun. We yes. are acting like a child to a certain extent. And Tony Robbins okay. always talks about managing your state. And it sounds like that's really what you're getting to is you can change your state, but it starts with your body, getting out into nature, moving and grooving. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I'm listening to as you're describing feminine energy is it reminds me of sales and marketing. Because sales and marketing, all these decisions we make, whether, you know, when we're buying something, they are made with logic. They're made with emotion. They're made within that feminine energy of emotion. And then, you know, we justify them with logic afterwards. And so understanding that emotion in your own sales process with your own business, how can you provide emotion? You're talking about creating a vision, a better life that your customer client has with your product or service. And all of that is part of this path to using feminine energy and changing, you know, your business and life. So all of that said, now we've, we've talked about the decision. You also have something else that's super interesting, you know, on your website where you're talking about a couple things, the experiment and rising up. Unpack both of those. If, if, if you would, if we have a, a few minutes here. Oh yeah. I got all the, I can talk for, I can talk about this for days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got all the time in the world for you. So the experiment was really when I finally owned the mess that I had created and I wanted to experiment to see if the mental laws really worked, if the universal laws oh. really worked, if I really was powerful enough to change my reality. And, and because like I had dragged my family into the mess, I enrolled them as well to get us out of the mess as well. And so the experiment then led to me creating the Rise Up Group Mentoring Program because I realized what I was doing in that moment was rising up out of the circumstances that I felt I had been bound in, which I really wasn't. And so it's rising above the status quo. It's rising above that little part of you that wants you to stay safe and wants you to stay small, rising up and connecting with that higher version of you, that next level of you that's filled with possibilities, that's filled with, with that, that moxie and with that sass and with that, you know, that spice for life and that love for life. And then insisting that life meet you on your terms. And there is rising that must happen in order for that to actually occur in your life. We can't just wait for circumstances to change, but have enormous influence over our circumstances, you know, and, and you talked earlier about, you know, people are just waiting around for something to change, or if it works, then it means, you know, if it's meant to be, then God will make it happen. But there are specific things that you must do to open yourself up so that God can allow that to happen. He doesn't want to be your butler. He wants to be your partner. And there are specific things you must do. And you must rise above low level thinking. You must rise above those addictions we have to drama and to those stress hormones. We have to rise above them, but it's really simple. And that journey is so much fun. It's so much, it's so much more enjoyable than like pushing through the struggle. And it's why on my website, I don't believe that there's any value in struggle whatsoever. There is no value in struggle. There's immense value in challenge. We're meant to be challenged. It's why we say challenge accepted. It's why we rise to the challenge. There's, there's no value in struggle. We have a very hard time moving forward in struggle. The challenge is necessary on your journey to your next level of success, but the struggle isn't. And that's what I teach is the practical components to letting go of the struggle and laying it down forever and picking up those challenges as those initiations to your next level of greatness and absolutely loving life as you go. 
Guys, if you're listening right now, I can tell you one thing you're feeling. You're feeling energy. Higher energy equals higher income. Higher yes. energy equals more happiness. Higher energy equals better relationships. And so part of that is you know, obviously taking care of your body and, and your health as, as much as you can, but then it's bringing that energy. That energy is contagious. And just speaking with someone like Allison, you know, you want to work with someone like that, right? And so you can be the same way in your business as you lead with your team, with your customers, with your clients, with your employees. That is very, very important. Now, something else that is uh, caught my curiosity eye here on your website also that I feel like uh, maybe we should uh, we should uh, go down this uh, rabbit hole is you've got the money magnet. And again, we've been talking about this relationship with money. We've talked mm -hmm. about the fact that if you want to succeed in business, in your career, mindset is maybe 95% of that. So tell us a little bit about the Money Magnet program and, uh, and what it consists of. So I created the Money Magnet course to help people understand what their relationship with money currently is and then how to change their relationship with money so that they can actually attract it instead of repel it. And it's and it's virtually all with your mindset. And it's very interesting. The feedback that I've gotten is that it pushed buttons that they didn't realize would be pushed. Like it was really, really fun. And then they're like, oh my gosh, because one of the activities you do is spend virtual money. And the more virtual money you spend, the harder it gets for people. And then they started getting upset. Some people are starting to get upset. I'm like, well, this is here to see where your limits are with money. And so that we can expand, expand your limits and expand your container for money to be able to bless you. So it's really helping you to look at what, what are your thought processes around money? What's your worldview around money and how it relates to you in your life so that we can break through those, those limited thoughts that you have around money so that you really can magnetize it, but do it in really powerful ways. Cause I think that a lot of people are like, I'm going to make a million dollars. I mean, I was one of them and then I'm making a million dollars and I'm like, Oh, Holy cow. I didn't even know what I was signing up for <laughs> with all of this. There is so much of this up here that I had to change and so many things that I needed to learn and ways to open up to receive and money magnet helps you to be able to do that. It's a great course. Absolutely. So yeah, we're going to definitely talk about it. Well, let's talk for everybody who's listening right now. And they're thinking, wow, I'd like to check out this money magnet jumpstart program. Uh, where's the best place for them to connect up and find out more about this program? So you can go to my website, alisonchavis.com and right at the top, there should be a link that says money magnets. And you can just click on that link and you can, you can um, get that course. If you're looking for other ways that you, you want to let go of stress, you want to let go of overwhelm, you want to let go of that struggle and really start creating higher and higher levels of success. I actually have a free prosperity guide. You can pick that up at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. It's 52 different things that I did to help me get out of overwhelm and out of anxiety and really start um, not only magnetizing money, but the health I wanted, the relationships that I wanted. And I designed it to weave into my life. One thing that I can't stand about programs and courses is if you have to like carve out three hours a day to now learn this. Like I wanted to weave into my life. So things that I can do as I'm waiting in traffic or things that I'm doing while yes. I'm folding laundry or, you know, whatever that is, it's meant to go along with your life instead of trying to cram your life into another course or another program or, or whatever. And so those are things that I did in my real world day-to-day -day activities that really changed the game for me to help me open up to greater and greater levels of prosperity. 
you know, a lot of us have limiting beliefs when it comes to money. There's just, we are raised with it. it. It's around in the media. What are some of the ways that we can reprogram our minds to eliminate these limiting beliefs that we have? Well, the first thing to do is to understand that um, a limiting belief is nothing more than a thought pattern. And, and so, and we get all caught up by the word relief, uh, by the word belief, because we think a belief is an absolute. So it's our truth. It's why, it's why affirmations are so powerful for some, but powerless for most people, because it causes this internal conflict. And so understanding that we use the word belief to derive something that we've just thought over and over again. And it makes us feel limited. It makes us feel like we're not enough. Oh, it's going to be really hard to make a whole lot of money. So the first thing that you would do to start changing those beliefs about money is get aware of what your thoughts are about money. So what, what do you tell yourself about money? We don't have enough, or it's really hard to make a lot of money or, um, it's, it's going to take a really long time. Just get, get aware. I tell my clients all the time, massive awareness, zero judgment. We just got to get a baseline for where you are with your thoughts and with your beliefs. And then we can start challenging that. And one of the, one of the things that I did that changed my beliefs was I just started, I started playing, um, well, there's lots of different games that you can play with that. But the one that was the most helpful for me is this means I'm rich. And so when we were in the midst of like filing for bankruptcy and we like, we hadn't, we had no money and, and I wanted to feel relaxed financially without waiting for money to come and give me permission. And so I started looking at all of the ways I was already rich in my life. Like we never went without internet. So I would be like, oh my gosh, I've got internet right now. This means I'm rich. I have a smartphone right here. This means I'm rich. I love, oh my gosh, I love the ocean. So I can look at it now. I can look out at the ocean. This means I'm rich. So I started tying everything that I really love to the fact that I was already rich, things that had to do with money, things that didn't have to do with money. So if anybody is in money struggle right now, even if you can't pay every one of your bills, you can pay part of it. And so I would say, oh my gosh, we have enough money to pay part of the electrical bill. This means I'm rich. And then I would take it one step further and say, this means God, this means God wants me to be rich. Cause a lot of people have lots of religious problems like tied up in yes, money as they well. Do. So I would just, this is evidence that God wants me to be wealthy. This means I already am wealthy. And so I would start feeling more and more comfortable and more and more confident. And that was kind of going in the back door to change those subconscious beliefs about money and how money works and shows up for me in my life. And it was, oh, it's such a powerful, powerful exercise. Don't, don't discount it for its simplicity. Like it, it literally has the power to change your whole life. It's one of the ways I changed my life. Well said. So all that said, a lot of people maybe are listening and thinking, wow, you know, I, I'd like to believe that I could be as talented and successful as Allison and, and overcome my trials and tribulations and adversity. A lot of us, how can people get over this feeling that, that they're just not enough? They're not smart enough. They're not good looking enough. They're not tall enough. They're not whatever enough. I mean, we all have heard these things since we were little and some of them stay, but how do you get over that? Well, two things, first of all, is understanding the power of decision and deciding that you are enough right now, exactly as you are to start creating the life that you desire. You might not have all of the skills you need, but you are enough to get started. So make that decision and commit to that decision. Remember the most important decision that you can make is think decisions about things, not decisions to do things. So decide that you're already enough right now. And then 
oh my gosh, it just left my mind. It's really important. So I'm going to have my angels bring it back to me. Um, Oh, love polarity. Thank you. I always got to give credit where credit's due. My <laughs> angels for the win again. So under, understand the, it's a law of projection actually. So when you're seeing things like people, I'm, I mean, I'm sure people are like, oh, Leo, you are amazing. Holy cow. You've got this great job. You got an amazing beard. You have this cool family, like all of the things I wish, you know, I'm sure people have said, I want to be you when I grow up. Um, understand that this is a universal law called the law of projection and the law of projection in a nutshell says, in a nutshell says, if you spot it, you got it. So any of those qualities that you're admiring in somebody else, they're actually just reflecting those qualities that you already have in you. They just haven't been developed yet. The law of projection also works for the opposite. So yeah, if somebody like bugs you or rubs you the wrong way, it's because they're exhibiting a quality you have in you that you don't like in you, or they'll trigger insecurity in you that you don't want to admit that you have. But when you're admiring things about others, literally, it's not that they're so great. You wouldn't recognize it if you didn't already have it in you. And so just know, oh, they have it. They're, they're mirroring this to me. All I need to do is develop it. Yep. Unbelievable. One, one last question, Allison, before I let you go, let's say that we have people listening there. I'm a hundred percent on board. You know, number one, I'm going to allisonchavez.com as soon as possible. By the way, it's a L L Y S O N C H A V E Z.com. I'm in, I'm going to transform my business. I'm going to create my dream life an epic life for my family. But what if they have you know, really close friends or, or really close family member, maybe even their spouse who doesn't see eye to eye with some of these mindsets, with some of these, you know, the, the limiting beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. What do we, how can we help someone like that? So first of all, know that that's very, very normal. My husband was not on board with my whole journey. <laughs> And now he is completely like, no worries. Now he's completely on board. But I think what happens is we dive into their fear more than we honor our desires and trust our desires. Our desires are there placed there by divinity. We can trust them. And so if you've got close family members that are, you know, that aren't aligned with you quite yet, let it be okay that they are where they are. Nobody has to be wrong in this. So don't try to convince them that you're right. Cause all you're going to get is pushback. None of us want to be told we're wrong, but instead of honoring their fear, honor your desires. And what that looks like is it's okay that you are where I are, you are, but it's also okay that I am where I am. And I have to follow this trajectory. Now, a lot of people, especially women won't do this because they're afraid they'll outgrow their spouses. And they're like, now I'm going to have to get a divorce. That's not necessarily the case. It certainly wasn't the case for me, but I dove into that for four years because I was afraid that I would outpace him. But remember, we are all wired to want to expand. All of us feel better in joy than we do in anxiety. And so as you model to your family and to your friends, just by what you're learning and what you're embodying, they'll see you more confident. They'll see you less stressed. They'll see you more present. You will glow. You'll start to radiate because, because you are honoring your journey while also letting them be where they are. I think it took Jeremy, my husband, almost two years before he really, really got on board with me. So he was like, yeah, I'll support you. You do your thing, but I don't want to know about it. I don't really care. And that was okay. Rather than getting my feelings hurt about it, I just realized he's on his own journey too. 
but I'm on mine and I'm going to go on mine. And if he wants to join me, he can. And if he doesn't, that's okay too, but it's no longer going to stop me from going on my journey. And you will be dazzled and delighted by, by the people that you meet, that you connect with and, and at your family members who will come along with you, not all of them will, and that's okay. But we, we've, we've, we've got to stop honoring the fear and we must start honoring the desire. And I'll add on to that, Allison, when, when they start seeing the transformation in you and then success and results begin to come, all of a sudden they'll, they'll start to, wow, well, maybe Allison does have some things figured out and they will right? want to go on that journey with you. And the ones that don't want to go on that journey, well, that's okay. Maybe it's, it's not the right fit for them, but you know, the ones that are close about close with you, the ones that love you will see the transformation and they will want to follow. Because like I said, most people are silently waiting to be led. And I'm sure again, the audience that's listening says, wow, how can I learn more about Allison? How can I get involved with more of her programs? How can I get this amazing energy and passion and love for life and attract good things and success and build a successful business? What, where should they start? Well, go to my podcast. It's called the prosperity okay. approach. So you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash listen. We've got almost a hundred episodes already in there for you. So you can get to know me better and know my philosophy better. I also have a Facebook group called success without struggle. I invite you to join us there. I do Wednesday wisdom every Wednesday, clearly, um, where I'm just giving more practical tips for how to live in prosperity. Uh, I'm, I'm like you, Leo. I don't believe in the theory of prosperity. I believe in the practical application. What does this look like in my life? How does this sound in my life? How do I actually implement this in my life. So you can connect, you can connect with me there. I'm going live there all the time. And of course the prosperity approach and my goodness, if you're, if you're thinking, gosh, maybe I, maybe I'm ready for another mentor. Maybe this is the answer to my questions. I would love to connect with you. You can connect with a member of team prosperity. If you want, you can shoot an email over to client care at allisonchavis.com and say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in learning more about what you do. And and a real person will answer you within 24 hours and we'll, we'll see where your gaps are and what would be best to help you close those gaps. All right, you guys, everyone listening, the prosperity approach is the name of the podcast available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, et cetera, et cetera. So check out the prosperity approach podcast. And guys, the amazing thing about the world that we live in is you don't have to have a mentor who's your next door neighbor that you know you catch him coming home from work and you ask him questions in today's world she can Allison can be your mentor as you listen to her in the prosperity approach podcast you can look at her book you can check out her programs on her website that's what's so amazing. When I was really struggling, I would reach out and I did have some in-person mentors, but most of them, I was reading their books. I was watching their videos. I was listening to their podcasts. And that's how you can grow and get better because you're surrounding yourself with excellence and changing the way you think, listening to successful people. And that's what the prosperity approach is going to do for you. If you begin listening to that podcast, well, Allison, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on this podcast. And one final word of action, because we always want to remind our audience at the end of every podcast, hey, if you learned a lot today, don't passively learn and say, wow, Allison, you know, made me feel really good. She shared some amazing information, but you've got to implement and take action. What's an action item they can do right now to make progress today? 
Do you know what? The simplest thing that I can think of, if you're wanting to get into financial relaxation, get a piece of paper and a pen and start writing out ways in which you are already rich. All everything that's in your environment that already makes you feel rich is a very simple way. It's going to raise your vibration. It's going to help you feel more calm, help you feel more settled. And it's literally going to open you up for better ideas in your business. So that's what I would say to do. An attitude of gratitude will change everything. You guys, Allison, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.